just a bunch of witty bitches. Hey, Papa. Hey, I have a quip. You have a quip. We'll put that for a quip. It's just cadals. Welcome back to a very cold episode oh of Witty Banter. It is fucking, it is fucking freezing and that's like a euphemism. in Texas, man. I got out of work yesterday and I was like, oh man, it's kind of chilly. Like, I'm, uh, it's my, my Texas bitch coming yeah. out. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. kind of breezy. <laughs> my Texas bitch. You know, I'm like, ooh, what is it? Below 70 degrees outside? But this morning I woke up and I was like, fuck this. It was 40. This is, Actually fucking cold as shit outside. And it's raining. Yeah. Dude, I am fucking freezing. Is it cold in California right now? No. No, really? (laughs) Really? Not at all? I I I think it's gotten as low as like 47, but it's not a very cold uh, low because there's not much humidity. It's a a dry cold. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Which is much better when it's outside of your nose because when you have a dry dry cold on your nose, it's terrible. And you're bleeding everywhere and then it's... Yeah, dry no. boogers. I haven't had a nosebleed in years. I can't even remember my last nosebleed. I don't think I don't know if I've ever had just a spontaneous nosebleed. I've never had a classic nosebleed either. And I always thought it was really weird when people had them and how callous people are about them. Like, oh, <laughs> nose is gushing blood again, <clears throat> getting blood everywhere on everything. <laughs> it happens to me all the time. I'm like, is your brain okay? <laughs> is his brain okay? Blood's got to be coming straight from there. <laughs> uh, oh, by the way, my name is Max. Uh, this is Hunter right next to me, so- and uh, also Chase. Out there in California. And we are here Hola. delivering the episode 132. Yeah. A fantastic episode. Uh, I'm ready to really shoot the shit with you guys today. Yeah. You know, talk a little bit about a few subjects, man. We got uh, some upcoming events coming up that we're going to be discussing as well. Uh, but before we get too crazy into that, are we drinking anything today? We are. Chase, can you go first for me? Yeah, sure. So, uh,. I just took like a random, the first bottle I saw out of our freaking crate full of alcohol is the one that I picked, and I brought up a good one. This is the Talisker Single Malt Scotch Whiskey 18-year, so it's another heavy hitter, kind of like the Oban was, and uh, I didn't look anything up on the internet about this one because I wanted to just see how I could do as far as like flavor and taste profile on my own, Yeah, but I do know that like... Um, like Darian's dad, who's like a huge scotch guy. Anytime he asks about Darian's scotch collection, he's always like, you still got the Talisker? So apparently this is a good one. Um, so we'll see, man. I I was gonna, I was trying to work my way up to the good ones, but this is the first one I grabbed and I'm just, I'm just rolling with it. So that way, yeah, everything after this will just be all downhill. So. Perfect. Oh, yeah, you got a schnifter too, man, that you're drinking out of? Classic style. We got schnifters, bro. We got schnifters classic here. Classic style. That's fucking bro. classic style drinking right there, dude. That's great. <laughs> uh, I will not be drinking a scotch, but I will be drinking a beer. And it is, like we were just describing, cold as fucking shit, which means it's <laughs> probably December. The beer? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The beer is cold and the weather is Rocky cold. Rocky Mountains. And the, the holidays are upon us, which is why. This month, of course, will be festive-themed beers, mm-hmm. right? Uh, this one, particularly PC, you know, it doesn't want to really get too... It's a, it's a festive ale. So you it's know, It could be anything. Yeah. You Anybody, <laughs> you celebrate Hanukkah, you can drink Incredibly this. Incredibly vague. Any celebrate. sort of joy you have towards the yeah. back end of the year, <laughs> if you, we will attribute it to this. Or any that. part of the year. Yeah, any part of the year, really. You know what? We're fine with that, too. Even That's if you're not joyful. Beer. Just, yeah. just be alive. If you are festive at all, in nature at all. <laughs> uh, I am drinking the Jubal Ale, uh, a festive winter ale from Deschutes Brewery out of Ooh, Oregon, I believe, brewery. which Deschutes is awesome. So I was excited about it when I saw it, and I uh, hope to really crack it open here a bit. It's only 6% alcohol, but it's got a nice little like nutty roastiness to it that I can already tell. So nice, yeah. Pretty cool. Okay. I am bringing uh, the Vin Diesel um, it's spelled D-I-C-E-L, and it is a barely, barrel-aged barley wine from Four Corners Brewery. It is a limited release, and um, it is 11% alcohol by volume, 80 IBUs. And um, they have a pretty long um, or robust description that I'm going to skip. <laughs> but I will not be reading. I thought the, uh, you know... Not that I'm Vin Diesel, but Diesel is one of my nicknames, so I was kind of excited. Yeah. And it'll be nice and thick. It looks kind of, 
It's like at the top. Yeah. At the top, it's like um, a little lighter, and you can't really see through it, so it's not filtered like at all. Mm -hmm. But it has a nice auburn look to it, you know. It's yeah, that's that's like a nice flowy auburn hair. (laughs) Like a flowy auburn hair. Yeah. Or not a hair, but. A girl's nice long arm. Oh, hair, gotcha. You know? I thought it's like it was full of hair or something because <laughs> it does look it looks musky. Yeah, yeah. It looks yeah. It looks like a you know, you were rushing your powdered tea or crystal light beverage on your way to work <laughs> and you pulled it out and you're like, I haven't shaken it yet, but it yeah. should be but it looks like it looks pretty good, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Well Excited. we're all here. We're all here together. Uh, a lot of other great things on the horizon. We, Chase will be coming back into Texas pretty soon. We're all excited to oh, see yeah. him. That's gonna be fucking Awesome. Planting his Cali ass back in the yeah, big old state. Yeah, we'll bring him back to reality down here with the boys, man. <laughs> Get ready for the end of the year episode, people. It's always a oh, fun one. We do have an end of the year episode, and this one will actually be listenable, which we are really <laughs> yeah. excited about. Hey, man, so don't speak too going. soon. Yeah, I know, yeah, knock on how much wood is in this fucking room. <laughs> uh, no, but that, that's going to be a lot of fun having all of us together again and really finally getting that that chemistry that we strive for the show. That charisma. That though. charisma that everybody loves when we're all together. Oh, man. <laughs> but Chase, are you excited to come back into town? You have anything? Yeah, what's your yeah, go-to what's thing, your, man? What are you going to be coming back in? What's all the Texas stuff you got to be doing? With Eating, I don't have much time. Which really <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, honestly, I was thinking about Lenny's the other day, man. Dude, and how, like, because I was watching Seinfeld and I was like, Lenny's was our diner, man. Like, yeah, we could walk diner. up in there any point in time, hang out. They fucking knew our order. I miss, yeah. I miss Lenny's. I want a mm-hmm. Lenny's sub. Here's the thing about Lenny's, okay, is that Lenny's, the, like, the brand, the establishment, yeah. not super great, but that one Lenny's that we went to, was just always amazing for some reason, I feel like. It was special. It was a special you know, place. I, I still will argue that Lenny's is good, though. The one yeah. that whenever you and I were lived closer to each other, that one was pretty good. The man. one down on Memorial? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. I don't know. Maybe it's just like a case-by-case basis. But, fun fact, I have been to our old classic stomping grounds of Lenny's recently. I just happened to be oh. in town, and they still remembered me. Nice. And oh still asked about God. you guys. And I told <laughs> no. them about what you guys were doing. <laughs> yep. I told them that Chase was in, in California working for PlayStation. And, of course... Uh, Hunter's miserable. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, no Hunter's, yeah. He's auditing. Hunter is, yeah, Hunter's auditing right now as we speak. Uh, but yeah, he was he was very excited to to hear about you guys. So That's we'll awesome. definitely cool. be doing that when you come back in for sure. Lots of really great stuff on the horizon, uh, even in this in this episode too. So let's go ahead and let's just dig right into it a little bit. This is witty banter. Hunter, did you know that there's going to be a My Hero Academia video game here in the near future? Video game? Video game. Is it going to be a fighter or? Not a lot of information is out on it yet. Fuck. But I think. What kind of video game would My Hero Academia be well suited for? Yeah, honestly, that's what I was going to ask you. Like, what do you want? It would be perfect for role playing game, right? Because, but the only thing is, is like how much it would be perfect for role playing. <laughs> oh man! No, it, it it really would be because you have a main character that basically starts at nothing, mm-hmm. and he slowly accumulates powers over time, and he hits cool villains and different plot stuff. So yeah. I could see it being an RPG, but at the same time, it's like so you you have to toe the line between how far the manga is and how far the uh, anime is. Like you don't right? want to spoil. Like, too, like are you gonna? I guess would you cut off the first game at the end of the second season or whatever that's already been out? Yeah, I don't know. Because if you start showing powers that aren't in the show, I'm gonna be like, well, fuck you. You know, really, you wouldn't want to experience those firsthand. And what if you have to experience them in the game for the first time? I mean, that's cool, but like, I don't know, man. The anime would take priority of how I want to experience it. Really? Like, I'm sure the game would be great, but because it might not have anything to do with like the anime, the plots and events that happen in the anime, because that's fairly common with anime games I've seen. That it's like mm. maybe like a side arc or something. So yeah. you, may, you might experience something like that. And I what think would be even... fucking dope is if it was like the beginning of All Might's Trek. Yeah. Oh, it's like, an, like a... Like you start from where All Might picks up his shit. Like and a then prequel he... almost. Yeah. Kind of. That would be very cool That'll as well. Play dope. as All Might. And then finally you experience the battle where he got super hurt at the end. That'd be fucking yeah, tight as shit. Yeah, and then you fucking give it off. 
Yeah, that's man. Period. And that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, dude. We got to call up Bandai. Yeah. <laughs> what about yeah, like a, a, a top-down turn-based strategy game like XCOM? Because isn't there a lot of characters? Could you see a thing where there's like a party of people and you got to oh, yeah. strategically move? or That would be... I don't think that would fit the character of the show. The spirit. The spirit of the show. There's not that much like precision. I think you could do that. I don't... I don't think that would be best suited for it. Yeah. But, I mean, you do have a, a fucking huge array of characters. What about a Japanese role-playing game where it's just party of characters, turn-based, playing like that? Gonna, it, well, yeah, no, I don't I'm, know if it's going to be like that. but I don't know, man. It'll probably be, end up being a Musou. It'll be like a, a uh, yeah, Dynasty like Warriors game. game. That's like usually the easiest way to game. cash in. Yeah, mm. You might as well, right? I would I would be kind of disappointed if it was like a Dynasty Warriors. Of course, Musos are be fucking dumb. dumb. Whoa, whoa, let's. They're not dumb. Well, they're, well, yeah, yeah, they're not. They grew they're out not of dumb. Them. I do. Yeah. Well, what if it was a cool <laughs> 2D scroller? Would you be into it? 2D cool scroller, 2D fire game. scroller. Yeah, that'd be fucking awesome. Yeah? I love 2D planes. Arguably the best plane <laughs> is left to right. Very simple. Very game esque. Of course, I like up or, no down, up or down. That's just me. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was just thinking, man. I mean, it's it's got such an awesome cast. It would make a fucking tight fighting game. And I wanted to ask you, who would you main? Why does a everything game? gotta be a fighting game? I mean, I think I think <laughs> you would uh, you would want to go with Todoroki, right? Like me personally, yeah. or like in general as a player, he's probably going to be top tier. I just feel like you would want to main him. Like me? Yes. Yes. I don't know. Why um, Todoroki, man? I, I always felt like I was more of a. Uh, oh, I don't know how to say his name. The Bakugo? shadow. The shadow. In oh, his chest uh, to- Toka or something. His name is similar. Yeah. Toyami or something like that. But fuck. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it would be pretty cool to main. Um, uh, God, the fast guy. It's been so long since I've I watched know, the show. I haven't watched the show in a long time. Um, really Tensei or Tensuke or yeah, something? Yeah, something like that. The guy with the, the jet calves? You don't think Froggy would be top tier? I was thinking about Froggy, <laughs> yeah, too. Froggy would Well, if it was like a 3v3, I'd put Froggy in there. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but I just thought that was funny, so we'll keep that out on the horizon. That's cool. Good good a little bit. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. Maybe you want to play it. I don't know. That might uh, segue nicely into what you're bringing, Chase. Yeah, yeah man. Some keeping other up with the anime theme, on. this was fucking stellar news. Uh, one, I didn't realize that Dragon Ball Super had English dub already playing mm-hmm. on Toonami in the Saturday Night Block. Had no mm-hmm. idea. I learned but, that recently too. Yeah, but there was just a news um, a news story that came out that announced that on Funimation streaming service, which I think is called like Funimation Now or something. Funimation, yeah. The the first thirty nine episodes of Dragon Ball Super dubbed are going to be available. I think starting next week. So if you're listening to this on the Friday that it releases, com- coming in the in the the coming week, and so I'm super fucking excited because that was the only thing keeping me from watching was not having access to the English dub, and I think I'm gonna hop on board with the whatever service it is and and start catching up, man. I'm fucking I'm really excited about it. Really yeah. get yourself ready for yeah next year. Which Have will you be guys watched Dragon any Ball episodes? He's watched quite so, a few. So I um. So I have not gotten to watch the Hit episodes, like where yeah. he's fighting Hit. I've heard um, those are and awesome. I, 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 basically, what I should really say is I only started watching from the uh, tournament of Ultimate Survival arc where they're doing like the Ultimate Tournament, and it's for <laughs> the Battle of Universes, right? Yeah. Um, it's very creative. Everything before that, there's like a dark Goku and there's you know uh, Frieza and there's um, Hit and a couple of other things, but I haven't seen any of that. So um, I'm yeah, curious. I might be getting if into you guys it. like maybe starting next year would want to every week watch like three to five episodes and maybe fucking talk about them on the show. And like I, I think it's time to to dive in and and add the uh, the knowledge of Dragon Ball Super to our, our repertoire, man. I'm down to fucking watch it. I just like I. I'm worried that I don't think I'm, it's going to maintain my interest because there are episodes and scenes that I've s- seen that I really just was not enthralled by at all. Yeah. And I think that the tournament sounds awesome, and I think that you kind of felt the same way, which is why you kind of skipped to the tournament. Right. But there's also, like, how many episodes are out now of Super? They're right now at about 120. 39. Yeah. Oh, Wow. That's total. There's like okay. Well, they've got 39 that are going to be dubbed. That are right. going to be dubbed, yeah. right? So. And I think every two weeks they'll put out like another batch or yeah. so of them. 
but is, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, like, so from what I always tell, what I've been telling Max, like, while I've been watching it, is been it is fun, like it is, it does get you back reinvigorated, like it's still good. Yeah. It's just a little different because, like, so like even when even with Majin Buu, like when I think back on Majin Buu, like some of the artwork and stuff is really fucking good. Like I really like the drawn aspect of some of like the Majin Vegeta yeah. shit. Like some of uh, some of uh, Gohan, like whenever he's fighting Majin Buu for the first time, I'm like, man, I love how it was drawn, you know? Yeah. But this is like more computer generated, right? Which is natural, the natural progression. I think it's the natural progression. They're also a lot more self aware about the whole Dragon Ball Z thing, right? I like it. I, I don't that know, cracked man. Cracked me up in the movies, dude. Like that for a little bit, that's cool, but I don't want them to fall back on that being. I could the see it being really an charming excuse. in a movie, but yeah, like a couple hours or something like that makes sense. I guess, I guess the only it's, these are the only critiques for me is that um, with the self awareness, there is sort of this like, um, it's like oh, well, like like I guess the way I'd put it is in the in the tournament that I'm watching, it's this sort of ever present thing where it's like. But Goku always surpasses our expectations, so like we should just expect that. <laughs> and it's just kind of like, oh, like, well, oh the, well, you know, <laughs> nothing exciting can ever happen ever again. <laughs> um, you know, but but yeah, but no, I mean, like other than that, I mean, it's actually really fun, and and they do have good shit going on. So yeah. you guys are bumming me the fuck out. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is the fucking anime that got you guys into anime and changed the world, and you guys are like, nah. Which is why you oh, gotta maybe. hold it to a look. I mean, it's been out for so long. Like, I've but we have tried to get into it. it, and I've tried to watch it. But you know, like since I've watched Dragon Ball Z, I've watched a lot of other animes too, and it's it's not gonna like grip me. It probably won't grip me like that first anime did way back then. And there's a lot of things that like character designs and things that I'm not super into as well. But that being said, I'm still going to watch it and I'm still going to try. I will say that Frieza is actually a much more rounded out character in Dragon Ball Super, which was surprisingly satisfying. Yeah. I've seen a lot of cool stuff. He's like golden Frieza and he's fucking menacing and like, he's got a cool attitude too. He has a very cool attitude. Yeah. So Frieza as a character, he's there from the start all the way to the he's in the universe tournament yeah. or whatever. He's a part so of the he's squad. like a pretty main He's not a part of the squad. <laughs> he's like very anti fucking Goku and all them still. I thought he so was kind of weird. I thought he was on their team. He is, but he's like fuck you but guys. But that's like, why it's so funny. <laughs> Odd couple, am I right? Jeez. <laughs> How are they ever going to get along? That's what I'm excited to see. I'm just I'm just interested to see with you Chase like there's there is this one where it's like they create like a dark Goku thing, and I'm gonna be interested to see if you if you watch that if you're gonna like it, because I think you'll like Hit, and I know you're gonna yeah, like the Frieza cool. shit, and I know you're gonna like the Terminator Power when that stuff comes out. But there's like a little middle phase where there's like Black Goku, and that's when they're exploring the whole like Rose Super Saiyan thing. So yeah, well I don't know. I, I'm down to watch it for sure. We will probably have more educated opinions after we actually watch them. Yeah, so, I need yeah. I need to start from the st- <laughs> from the beginning. That. Yes, this is true. Uh, but I'm yeah I'm pretty stoked on that. But anything else cool going on? Uh yeah. So um, I'm a millionaire now. No, uh, I have now bought my it's own just mansion. A I am now Johnny Bitcoin, and <laughs> I'm uh, <laughs> I'm gonna give a little bit of a market recap. And okay. I'm going to keep it brief because I know this is not everyone's wheelhouse, but it's been exciting because, um, you know, like a year ago, about a year ago, it was around like $20 billion in cryptocurrencies. Yeah. Right. I think we literally talked about that and said that number. Yeah. And then, the and then like four or five months ago, it jumped up to like a hundred billion. And then like this last couple of months, it jumped up to 300 billion and now it's at like 375 billion. And there's just been this big hop, hopping between like the biggest cryptocurrencies. Like you had this thing where there was like a fork between Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash that happened. And it was like, oh, Bitcoin Cash jumped from like nobody to like the third biggest in the world. So they're worth like 25 billion. And then recently you have this one that's not even a blockchain technology. It's called IOTA, which I recently got into. Uh, it's like about the internet of things. That's their whole, that's their whole gimmick is they want to mm-hmm. be like the backbone currency for Fuck the internet of shit. things. <laughs> Jeez. And, um, so they, uh, they just randomly went from like literally a week ago. It was like 
50 cents per myota, 1 million iota, 50 cents per myota to this week, it's at like five, $5. And so that's like 10 times gain in a week. And you're just like, if I would, and I've been speculating on that for like two months. So mm-hmm. I was like, man, if I would have just got in, I'd be so much richer. Right <laughs> yeah, um, woulda, coulda, shoulda. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's just been like this really, um, this whirlwind thing. Like last night, I came home and like it was it was iota, and then uh, I was wanted to get in uh, another one called uh, XRP, um, and um, I was like I was having my first kind of like letdown where I was like it was a really congested network and I was trying to like buy it and it wouldn't go through my shit wouldn't get confirmed in the block because Uh the miners were like, this is too small of a fucking transaction. Like Bitcoin's too valuable. And you put in like this little shitty amount and I was like, fuck. So I'm like sitting there like waiting for my funds to go through. I don't know. (laughs) It's just been like (laughs) this crazy, like stressful. It's so novel. Like everything is so weird and not like, there's not really a, there are rule books, right? There's like shit tons of videos about people doing this stuff, but it's just like, you can't really know it until you do it. Yes. Yeah. It's just been really fun. Like, um, getting, Hunter, let me ask you this. Yeah. We yeah. kept, we even talked about when you first started, um, when you did your episode about buying, about how we would constantly say, I feel like it's too late. I feel like it's too late. And when I see news stories constantly now about the fucking huge strides, even now, that these currencies are still making, is it still not too late, man? Like it. Every no, time no, I no. see it, every time I see the jump, I keep feeling like I'm getting left more and more left behind. Think about it like this, okay? So, Coinbase is. If I was going to recommend anybody to get into it, Coinbase is the exchange that you should use in order to get into it, right? Because it's kind of like the most trusted. It's the most widely used. You can go from fiat dollar currency into Bitcoin, into Ethereum, into Litecoin. And then from there, like after you purchase your stuff on that, then you can kind of use other exchanges to buy your kind of smaller whatever coins, right? But the thing is, is like, so Ripple, I said that's uh, Ripple XRP is a, um, it's like, I think it's like the fourth or fifth biggest cryptocurrency in the world right now. Their use case is that they want to allow banks to transact large values of money very quickly and very easily and um, very cheaply. And so they have this awesome use case. They have all these really big uh, development group um, and they have a shit ton of banks that are already like going on with it. They're going to be a part of the futures exchanges and shit. And it's 22 cents per, per one of them. Right, so if I if I put in a hundred bucks, right, I don't have to put in a hundred bucks. I I put in literally just the remainder of another transaction that didn't go through yet last mm-hmm. night. So I put in forty bucks. Now I have two hundred XRP. Right, so it's like if it if it goes from twenty cents, which is what it's at right now, like twenty two cents. A lot of people are speculating that twenty eighteen is going to be the year of mass adoption. It's going to be the year that people are like, all right. I need to learn about this shit. I want to get into it. And then that's just going to bring not only for people, but for institutions for like McDonald's and fucking Mm. Amazon and Walmart. And when that happens, you can use Bitcoin on steam now. Yeah. 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 Um, that, which is fucking crazy. Um, and so like when that mass adoption takes place, because right now, if you think about the adoption curve, the amount of people that are on Coinbase, which is like the most widely used one, is maybe like 15 million or something, which is still like 0.6% of the globe or something. We're still in like the early innovator, like transitioning into the early adopters phase of the adoption curve. So no, it's definitely not too late. Yeah. Um, I mean, that being said, like the more you put in right now when adoption happens the bigger the magnification but i don't think it's too late i don't think that too late exists because i i doing the research or whatever fundamentally feel like there's a possibility that it will replace (laughs) a lot of my method of, of exchanging for goods right so i'm actually not even in it to put it in watch it go up and then take it out. I just want it to go up and then I can use it to transact for shit. Yeah. 
So I don't think that there is a too late. I, I honestly think almost kind of the way it is with stock markets or any investment you have, the earlier you're in, the better. So it doesn't matter how much. It's just when you get in more. So that's because it's like it's hard for me to wrap my head around this because I'm getting confused as to how you should treat Bitcoin as a stock investment or a bank account. Right. Which is like it's supposed to be a bank account. That's it's, like the idea, right? It's, it's, it's what people call a store of value. Yeah. It's like, it's like a digital gold, right? Yeah, exactly. Gold. Yeah. yeah. It's like instead of... But you can invest in gold through the stock market, right? Well, yeah. Right. You have, you, have, you have securities that are backed by gold yeah. in the stock market. You can also just buy gold, right? Yeah. And then whenever go, gold yeah. goes up... But the thing is, is it's different. Is it's so crazy because it's a store of value, right? So if it goes up then cool like i'm yeah, more i'm sweet. i'm more rich because i just bought this thing at an earlier time and now it's more valuable you you can also use it to transact for things right yeah if, if there are people that will be increasingly uh accepting bitcoin as payment yeah and it also um you know it can it right now it's being used as sort of like the main um way to get other coins and there are other coins that um, like they're using what is called a proof of stake mechanism to mine additional coins and put them into the, the circulation. So in a way, it's like getting a dividend. It's like, oh, okay, I have 10 Ether and I'm going to stake my Ether on the blockchain and verify these transactions. So I'm going to get 0.1 Ether back every time that I verify those transactions. So that's that's even more like a traditional like investment. A, yeah, it's like a credit card. Like Yeah, like, getting, well, it's... It's almost like a stock yeah, in that exactly. in yeah. that instance, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's um, I would just to answer your question. So like, for me, I think the most approachable one for anybody who's like, I don't have much money, but I want to kind of get into yeah. it is this Ripple XRP. It's twenty two cents. It's the fourth biggest one in the world, and it's been stagnant for like a year. And everyone's like, oh, 2018 is the year when, like, all of the banks are now going to be really implementing it and putting mm -hmm. it into their, like, business process solutions, you know, yeah. work. Yeah. So um, I would get into that one. But yeah. I mean, I'm definitely going to be hitting you up in 2018 early yeah, in the year, man. I mean, and after, after what you were talking about um, last couple episodes and just seeing what my own goals for 2018 are, like, I would love to, to have you shepherd me through through the gate my friend yeah, i would man. love to yeah <laughs> I, i've literally I like would, i want to be your sherpa <laughs> yeah no i'm i want to teach as many many people about it as possible no oh, man well well you're welcome all of our audience members for making you all into millionaires mm -hmm. uh, if you follow his advice that being said <laughs> Uh, this is not a financial podcast, yeah, and I am not, not a financial, financial yeah, so These yeah, are just my opinions. We are not viable for this. <laughs> That's what uh, everybody in every one of these videos has to say. Oh, really? <laughs> At the very beginning, like, hey, what's up, guys? We're about to do it a market analysis. And remember, I'm not a fucking financial advisor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like so you. So if things go downward for you, then suck my dick. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that was great. Let's go ahead and take a break now. Come back. We'll talk a little more. Maybe review these drinks and go to the email section and stuff. Cool. If you want to keep up with the show after the microphones have turned off, be sure to follow us on social media by searching Witty Banter Show on Twitter and Instagram and liking us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Witty Banter Podcast. Want to steer the conversation or be a part of the show? Just go on down to wittybantershow.com and leave us a suggestion for a beer or a question for us to answer on the show. And if you like what we're doing and you want to support the cause, head on over to iTunes and leave a review and feel free to share it with your friends. Let's get back to it. A better bat boop. Bloop, 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 bloop. Fuck. Uh, beep, -oh, beep, boop. Dude, I totally <laughs> oh, forgot to mention this at the top of the show. Um, what? If you're, if you're listening to this on Friday and you go to, and this, I'm, I'm interested to hear your guys' reaction to this. I think it's pretty funny. If you go to OK Beast's uh, podcast, A Plus Anime, I'm going to be a guest on that Ooh. show. And I'm talking about. I'm talking about and grading Akira, a movie oh. that is like kind of with like kind of held up as a masterpiece. And a thousand thank yous to NATO for inviting me on. I thought it was super cool. Like I don't really watch a lot of anime, but I got to talk about. I felt I felt honored to be invited as the guest 
on an anime podcast that's gonna have to fucking talk about Akira. I was it was really fun. Well, that's very cool. I'm gonna have to go check that out and see what you have to say about it. I'm kind of jealous. Why the fuck don't I get it? Uh, Let's pick our own extended a hand. <laughs> <laughs> extended a hand for anime podcasts. Well, well, well. Yeah. Well, that's okay. we'll just have to judge you very, very closely, Chase. Yeah. Absolutely. It's like his, ins- away. his insight. Is oh, just he so didn't even much. mention Toonami, guys. He's such a loser. <laughs> oh, wait. Nice. Well, yeah, we'll have to go listen to that. Absolutely. So what are you guys thinking about these drinks so far? Um, You barely drank any of that. Yeah, I was... Uh, okay, you I, not, you know, I just started getting my future boner and yeah, getting all riled up about all the blood rushing my boner. XRP and Bitcoin. Yeah, drink right now. Um, it's good. Um, <laughs> it's nice and thick. Yeah. Um... How many bitcoins would you it's give it? It's sweet. Yeah. Uh, probably point oh 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 one three. That much? <laughs> Jeez, that's like that's four thousand bucks. <laughs> 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 oh, no. Um, yeah. you know, it's um, yeah, it's it's thick and sweet. I think those are just mm. the main two things. But but it, but it's it's a barley wine, so it's not thick in the way that like a um like oh, a oh you're um, drinking a barley wine? Yeah. Does it, it pair well with the uh, the bathroom floor in a Seven <laughs> Eleven? Well, chase. You take a good bite out of a dirty sponge right afterwards. <laughs> Do you not? You hate barley wines. Some barley wines are just like they taste like they're distilled smudge from a bathtub. That's just what it looks so like, deep though. and dark. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, what is a barley wine exactly? You know, it's, it's funny. It's just hyper alcoholic yeah. beer, dude. It's, it's like 14, funny. 17%. It's yeah. funny because I feel like both times that we did the barbecue, we had to we got to have a barley wine. Yeah. And when we asked about the specs about it, like what makes a barley wine? Mm-hmm. They were pretty much very vague. There was yeah. nothing definitive think about a beer, but like a little wind up in barley. Which was funny too because the guy that we talked to for I think Buffalo was saying that like there are people that are like sort of will say, no, this isn't actually a pale ale. It's more of an IPA because of blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So like you kind of have to adhere to standards. Yeah. But apparently with barley wine, you can just make some fucking... There are no standards. Yeah, just the some wild loosey-goosey, list. super alcoholic thing. But I mean, all that being said, um, I guess it kind of... I don't... The, the word I keep thinking of is like spikes. Like I get real like flavorful spikes whenever I'm drinking it. I'm like, whoa, okay. And I don't know like what the flavor is. But it's alcoholic and it's nice and kind of like thick. Um, it's not super chuggable, but yeah. you know, I actually like it. Like, I wouldn't have more than one in a row, yeah. but that's not to its detriment necessarily. Yeah, yeah, of course, something you can enjoy. Uh, this Deschutes Festive Ale is festive. Uh, <laughs> it's good. It's got a nice like warmth to it. That I wouldn't expect from such a low alcoholic content, which hmm. at first kind of put me off because if it has such a low alcoholic content, you kind of would want them to be a little bit more higher on the chugometer. A little chugometer, yeah. Right? And it's not like tough to drink by any means, but there is a lot to the flavor profile that adds to a more dense taste. Hmm. Something that's a little bit more like cinnamon, a little bit more like a, like an amber would be. But hmm. it's good. I mean, I like it. Does so it have far. like like uh, festive flavors or nothing that like stands out? There's no like that's pine or there's no <laughs> yeah. you know that's right. whatever like candy cane, candy cane, yeah, <laughs> peppermint, uh, no mistletoe or anything like that in there. <laughs> but yeah, it's more of just like an overall like spiciness to it, which okay. is. But I like it. It's cool. Nice. I, again, it's got to be pretty PC. It's like a general spice <laughs> flavor. Which spice is this? It's spice. I don't want to be too specific about any flavors. For you to like it. Yeah, not spicy enough for you to have a really strong opinion either way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how's the uh, How's the Talisker over there? It's super mild and just incredibly easy to drink. Just g- goes down so smooth. Um, it doesn't feel extremely alcoholic. It has a very sweet, almost like honeyed taste to it with like the slightest bit of smokiness to this one it's got a little bit of that going on for it which i like because i like um really peated scotches but this is not a peated scotch like at all as yeah. far as i can tell um, it's, it's got like flavors it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's got flavors of like apricot in there um and so it's just like a very bright palette uh very um very there's some there's honey in there but there's also its backbone is almost like a like there's like a nuttiness to it 
and not like a deep, rich, like roasted, like walnut type of flavor, but there's just something there that's giving it backbone. And I, I'm thinking, I'm feeling a bit of like nut flavor from it. And, um, mm. you can almost just taste the malt. It almost has like a breadiness to it. Um, mm. and it's, it's fucking delicious, dude. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Well, how, how aged did you say it was again? 18. This one's 18 years. Jeez. So it's one of the better so ones. That's one of the good it's ones. Pretty far up, yeah. So does the when it's aged at that level at 18, do you feel like when your first uh, response was mild, do you think that that's more of just um an aging thing or like this specific whiskey, you know, like is I think more it's mild? definitely I think it's definitely connected to the age because it has a, a sort of mildness that that Oban shared as well. And I, yeah. I really do think it's just like the longer it's going to age, the more it's going to s- mellow out and, and sort of come down from from its like raging alcoholicness. <laughs> <Yeah>, nice. <laughs> I'm just trying to connect the dots here so I can start speaking to it without uh, sounding like sounding an idiot myself. So ridiculous. You know? <laughs> yeah. I am also trying to take notes as well. Mm, Petey, that's mm, a thing. Honey. Perfect. Excellent. Years are important. <laughs> But yeah, quotations around that. Um, so I don't have a game prepared. I'm sorry, if in case anybody was you know, super stoked on that. Yeah. It's because you're still fucking reeling from the ass whooping we laid down on you yesterday. This is last, true. Last week. Yeah, this is true, man. <laughs> yeah, he's like I scared to enter the ring at this point. I'm pretty. I was upset about it, man. It was down to earth. Uh, or I've been brought down to earth. Uh, you know, I, I had a really had in a more cool ways than one. You know, we didn't really follow up on the uh, guilty gear joke you made at the top of the show last week either. But I'm think you you crashed a little <laughs> bit. You know, this weekend as well. You know? We. What are you trying to say, Chase? Are you I'm just trying to say up? we played for about two and a half hours, and you beat me like what, two or three times? <laughs> Look, I'm spread thin. Okay, I didn't play for I two play, and a half hours, did you? I play a lot of different fighting did. games, Chase. I got people in all uh-huh. corners. I got to make a lot of people here happy. Okay, <laughs> mm-hmm. but once I finally really redistribute myself appropriately, my finals will be done next week at 12:45 on Tuesday. And uh, up until after that, all the way up until the drop of DBFZ will be nothing be but training. We'll see about that. Mm-hmm. Well, how ready are you going to be, Chase? Are you going to be like Capcom Cup ready? Are you going to be like tournament ready? I think I could beat a few people in a tournament. You think so? That well, yeah. Well, if you played a cool game like Street Fighter V, you might actually make it into Capcom Cup, which is going to be God, it this. It feels like week. I just had a, someone launch a fart in my mouth when you well, said <laughs> Street Fighter Five was a cool game. This is cool, man. I like that. Not only have you gotten good at an anime fighter, but you've also really just accepted the anime fighter mentality, which is just like shit Dude, on every. I will other be honest. Game. I just do not have fun playing Street Fighter Five. You don't like, like Street and Fighter Five, and I play 5? it. I still play it relatively often. Like I'll hop on just because I feel like it's an easier game to you used to, to play. It just mm-hmm. takes it takes less like mental effort, and I don't. It just it isn't fun for me personally to play. I just don't like the game. No, absolutely. Everybody has their own opinions, and I do hope that more tournaments like because I do. I like Street Fighter Five a lot. I'm a big Street Fighter Five fan. There's definitely things about it that I don't like. It, but it's also such an active community and such an active game that I think that hopefully in the future they will be tweaked and addressed. Uh, but I do like the fact that it is the biggest fighting game, which means that it has the most organization out of all of the fighting games. And that's why Capcom Cup is such a important tournament to me every year because it's just such an embodiment of what I would like the fighting game scene to become in the future, which is these more like... Let's take the best of the best and put them all together against each other. And like the, you know, there's there's just so much that happens in the the grassroots style of these other fighting games like Evo and stuff where something it is cool that something crazy could happen and some like rando could make it Mm -hmm. all the way to top eight. That's an awesome part of it. Right. Yeah. But that's why that's great for that tournament. And then while this one's a little bit more clear cut in the fact that like. It's an invitational in a sense. And this is all the professionals that are together who are going to play. Right. And Mm -hmm. there's not as much craziness that could happen like, you can anticipate yeah. what's to you happen can anticipate a something more. a little bit yeah. more but i am really stoked about it and i kind of want to talk a little bit about just my expectations for capcom cup what has kind of happened this year and uh also want to talk a little bit about the other tournament which is the uh, battle for the stones i don't know if you guys have heard about it but there's a really really awesome gimmick that i hope more tournaments will like take in in the future so mm-hmm. what this tournament is, the Battle for the Stones one is, is that it's going to be a bracket with half previous Evo winners of Marvel versus Capcom games. So half people who like won the biggest tournaments of the years in the past like 10 years, <laughs> right? Now the other half 
are going to be different players, players who won tournaments this year who are going to be in it. So they're like the new blood, but mm. they have a little bit of an advantage because for every one of these tournaments that they won to get them into the tournament, mm-hmm. they all got an infinity stone. And what this stone does <laughs> is it gives you a special power that works for you during the tournament that's outside the game. So there's six stones and each one gives you some sort of awesome gimmick to use during the tournament. Okay. So let me explain this. This a sounds bit. kind of unfair, but that's what sounds pretty crazy, right? <laughs> so one of the stones, let's say, is the mind stone. Okay. All right. And this one means that while we're playing a set, Hunter. Yeah. Let's say you beat me 2-0. You gotta beat me one more time. And I'm just not having it because I can't handle the team you picked. All right. You pick two characters that I don't like. <laughs> I use my mind stone and I can actually pick your characters for you for what? the next game. <laughs> That's so what do you cheap. think? You think that's cheap? <laughs> yeah. You think that's not cool? Well, how well about does this everybody one? get to use it infin- infinitely? Well, or? you can use it once per set when you Dude, have that's it. that's a fuck ton. But if you beat somebody who has the stone, you take their stone. Oh, so it could trade can hands. On. Yeah, so you can trade hands. And there's some other ones, too, that I thought were pretty good. What about this one? Okay. So you don't like that one. That's fair. But if I had the reality stone, I can take the buttons on your controller and I can swap three of them around. See, that's fucked up. Which dude. is super. <laughs> I thought that one was super it's fucked up. Like dude, honestly, I think the best players in the world that shit affect to them. them. I think, think so? about my friend Steven, dude. He has he plays on three different types of controllers. He can play on pad. He can play on a hurt box, and he can play on a stick. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter which controller it is, no matter like whatever he has that day, and he will pick just new characters, and he will beat me every time. It doesn't yeah. matter. And it's just like <laughs> there's people out there who are on that level. You yeah, know? who have that much understanding. I mean, that kind of reminds me of uh, like Guitar Hero battles for Guitar Hero 3, where like you could turn their... Uh, game like backwards, like they play lefty or oh um, yeah, that forgot like, that was a thing. That's kind of cool, man. I forgot about yeah. That. It, so you get like you get to handicap the other person temporarily or whatever. I forgot what game was that in three. That's, that's three. Yeah, that's pretty cool, man. We should have one of those Guitar Hero tournaments here pretty soon. <laughs> yeah, that'll be awesome. But man. uh, but yeah, no, I mean like I I would be surprised if people weren't affected by the infinity stone switch ups. It, some of them seem pretty fucking cheap. Some of them are pretty like the first ones that were announced were pretty fair, I thought. There's the space stone which will like once the brackets start, if you don't like who you're playing against, you can switch your spot in the bracket as long as it's in the same degree of brackets See, I like you that. can switch That's yourself fine. forward to play another person. That's exciting. Yeah. Right? That's a cool change up, right? I thought the same thing. There's one that's the power stone which all this one is is that you get the first hit of the game. Which in a mm. game like Marvel vs. Capcom essentially means that you get like the first fifty to seventy-five percent combo, <laughs> if not more, right? Yeah. Which is kind of crazy. Uh, the Time Stone nullifies it, and then the Soul Stone, you can if you lose one, you can erase one of your losses, which also seems pretty, hmm. pretty cheap as yeah, well. Yeah, right. But you're also going up against the supposed best in the world, like the Evo champs, right? So. If you are so good, I guess. Right? I mean, no? <laughs> if, if you're, if it's the last ten years, like four years ago, this guy might be dropped off the face of the uh, that's earth. That's true, and I don't know how it's going to turn out, but I will be trying to keep up a little bit. I like with that there's that. the mix-up, though. It is kind you of a mix-up, and it makes it a little spicy because it is like going on the same time as Capcom Cup, so it's kind of like it would be hard to get my attention to mm-hmm. watch that instead of Capcom Cup. Yeah, but, man. Yeah. But I don't know. I thought that was pretty funny. As far as Capcom Cup goes, I mean, I don't really know what else to say about it other than the fact that there's a Let's multitude. Let's just talk of- about the, the biggest narratives going into it, right? I think everybody's eyes are on Punk. He got yeah. second place at Evo in a tournament that was, like, amazing because he just went through everybody, 3 one everyone, and then lost it at the end. Mm-hmm. I think everyone wants to see what punk, how Punk is going to perform. I think everyone wants to see how Takedo follows up his victory. Uh, at Evo, and then outside of that, I think I'm just looking for people to play new characters and just to see. I'm also really excited that a lot of Guilty Gear players are in Street Fighter now and having success. Like and so who? I'm going to be watching a lot of the uh, like Goichi and Dagura. Oh yeah. Um, so I'm going to be watching them play a whole lot. Um, I'm I'm not going to be. I don't think I'm going to be as into it as I was last year. But I'm I'm excited to kind of catch the biggest high profile matches. Those are definitely two people that I'm going to be looking at because they play two of the most interesting characters, which is going to be Minot and Minot um, and uh, Urian. Urian. 
Even mm. though I hate fighting Urian, I think Urian's pretty fucking cheap sometimes. Yeah. But yeah. 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 Overhead. Yeah. And then fucking Aegis Reflector for the win. Uh, but some of the Monat <laughs> stuff that Goichi plays is fucking awesome, and I think brings that. I mean, that's sort of why level I love of... watching. That's why I love watching him play that character, is because it's such a setup, mix-up heavy character. It's a very Guilty Gear-like character yeah. where you get to put those orbs out, and then you just put them in a fucking guessing game. You which know? is, I think, what, like, yeah, which is, I think, is what Street Fighter is missing the most is seeing somebody. Like change given the situation and do something new distinctively for that situation, right? Which I is mean, I will gear. always go back to what Andrew Tarvin said about Street Fighter Five and, and like having high profile pros play, and he's like, it's like giving Da Vinci crowns, you know? Well, like, yes, <laughs> it would be great if more characters in that game allowed players to do more interesting things. I totally agree. But if somebody drew you a beautiful mural and you're out of like, crowns, Damn, I would totally what did you do appreciate. This? And you're like, yeah, I drew this out of fucking crowns, and you're like, oh my god. That's incredible. <laughs> uh, there's also some other like rando, not randos, but like people that are less expected to go places that I'm super into, which I think you and I both like Phenom a lot. And Phenom's going to be in there, and I hope that he goes super far. Uh, Mana I want to see Phenom do well. I always like to see um, Itabashi Zangief do well. I like to see Snake Eyes do Snake well. Because I feel like I haven't heard anything from Snake Eyes all year but he somehow made it pretty high up into the ranking list and is now going to be in there. So I hope he doesn't go 0-2. Because <laughs> yeah. that's one and thing that sucks I about see... this, is that like, there's so many professional players in it that like eight people have to technically go 0-2. So yeah. that fucking sucks for them. And I want to see Infiltration not be one of those people because he was last year and it was very disappointing. Cool. I, I would like to see him get some redemption. He has to. He's not even in the tournament yet. He has to win the last chance qualifiers. Oh my god, never mind. I didn't even because realize that. That's another thing too is that before the tournament is another tournament to see who gets the last spot, which is already a stacked tournament because you've got fucking Infiltration and Gamer B and all those other players in there. So Damn. I'm also going to be watching that on Friday too as is well. Is it only Street Fighter? Uh Capcom Cup is Street Fighter, yeah. Hmm, okay. Yes, I know, yeah. I don't know. I just kind of wanted to bring around that or bring that to the table and kind of talk about it a little bit to see my expectations going forward. And yeah, uh, I'm yeah, I'm pretty stoked about it. But enough of that. <laughs> let's talk about other stuff. Who's let's go to the email corner here. All right, uh, we're we're bopping into Dooney's mail corner. It's Dooney's mail corner. Diego <laughs> <laughs> Slumbuster. All right. Okay. First question comes from Dooney. He says DBFZ will be Hunter's first legit fighting game, and we're all looking forward to him entering a new world. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> Max and Chase, what skill, concepts, or fundamentals do you each personally want to teach him at the beginning stages of his journey? He's going to have to learn a lot as a player, but what do you want him to start off with? This is good, because I'm, I'm great, curious yeah. about this as well, so thank you for the question, Dooney. What would you say is the most important thing to learn, Chase? Well, I feel like uh, there's a couple things to go about this, right? Because mm -hmm. you can have Chase either, you or Chase, either mm -hmm. say what you think is most important for me to learn or is something that you jive with most, right? And it's like, I think I would be best at like, teaching you. Like, what would I be this. best to teach you at? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I could probably teach you frame traps the best, but that's not necessarily something that you need to know. That you need to know right away. Yeah. No, that's true. So, yeah. And so I think I would first try to start with the vocabulary. So you would understand things like frame traps. You'd understand things like meaty. I want to get you into a point where you're just more comfortable with the language around the game, which is just going to build your understanding of how the game is, how the game works. That's it's very it's true. much like learning a new sport. You know, you need to the things that you're going to be learning won't be difficult concepts, but you have to start with them. You have to start somewhere, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. So I want to give you a lot of the conceptual background there. Um, second, and this kind of piggybacks off of Dooney's own suggestion, I really want to try to teach you a defensive-minded game first. Yeah. Because especially in an anime fighter, defense is so important. And a lot of the time, you're going to be playing players who are better than you, and so what you can focus on, what you can take away from each match is just defending yourself, you hmm. know? And so... I also I want to teach you I want to make sure that you get into a defensive minded uh, learning set and then I want to sort of teach you the what I think is a proper attitude to have with fighting games especially when starting out um, I've really I've, I've the with my friend Steven who I've been playing with he's been so good at putting me in the right mindset where I feel like I'm constantly learning all the time and I'm able to always bring something of value away from any game and any match and I want to I want to get you away from an attitude of I want to win and more towards an attitude of I want to learn 
and just start and just setting you up for success in that way. Nice. Yeah, I would say everything the same as well. Learning how to block in a fighting game is the number one thing, and learning all those little things like understanding why somebody opened you up by crossing you up or opened you up by jumping in rather than being on the ground and understanding like when you're supposed to block high, block low kind of stuff. Cause that can be very daunting at first. Yeah, and no, it already does. Yeah. I'm already pretty scared. <laughs> um, and that's also too, as well is that like understanding that just because you lose shouldn't make the game not fun, mm-hmm. you know, which is something that's really tough even for me now. Yeah. When I play games, because I don't, nobody likes to lose. But I feel like if anybody's going to be able to weather that storm, it's going to be you. It should, <laughs> should be me. Why? And I also, because and I, I, I totally always agree. have lost. <laughs> That's not true. Man. What are you talking I about? I had one night with E Honda against you, okay? Yeah. And then uh, other than that, it, my life was. But there's other losing. games where you've been successful at. Like, you didn't lose all the time in Guitar Hero. You were amazing at Guitar Hero. But still, it's it took a long time before I got there, which well, is fine. You deserved you know? it. No, yeah, I put in the work. But you know? and yeah. I and I also think with with Hunter, when you first start, I think you should just play the game as if it were a video game first. Just be like, I want to beat the campaign modes. I want to mm-hmm. start unlocking characters. Maybe I'll get will. some trophies. Yeah. Just play the game as as if you weren't playing it to get better at it, but just play it to play it, and that'll just get you familiar with everything first. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, and like what y'all were saying is kind of what I want to learn too because I think I think that's the biggest um, disconnect from me really getting to engage in watching stuff like the Capcom Cup and Evo and all this kind of shit is like I would like to be able to identify specifics about what's going on as opposed yeah. to just like, oh, that match, he really kicked the shit out of him, yeah. you know, <laughs> which is still exciting, I yeah. guess, in, in certain instances, but being able to identify why it's exciting mm-hmm. as opposed to just that it is exciting well, is, is a little bit more, you know, profound. So yeah, I'm absolutely. excited to learn all the vocab and, and the ins and outs of that yeah, stuff too. You should be. Uh, thank you for all the right. question, Dune. Next question comes from Dungeon Horset. What mythical creature would improve the world most if it existed? I like this. That's a great question. Um, most mythical creatures are pretty bad. I'll really? throw that out there. Yeah, dude, like a dragon? That would be horrible if dragons existed. Well, like a unicorn. Well, that wouldn't really benefit the world that much, do you Why think? Why not? Because it's a, a more <laughs> deadly horse. Let's be real here. <laughs> it's a more deadly horse. If a unicorn was chasing you as opposed to a horse. Unicorns are considered to be pretty benevolent though <laughs> well that's just assuming the personality <laughs> types of these creatures they're animals you're assuming the dragons are shitheads <laughs> yeah, i'm just saying that a frightened dragon could burn a house down <laughs> frightened dragons oh, don't get oh frightened. just explode your fucking house um i don't know what like a good i want a dire wolf a dire wolf would be pretty cool but I so mean, there are great Danes. Im- this is to improve the world the most. He says, like, what would be like a beneficial mythical creature to have around? Like Pegasus would be nice. A flying horse. I forgot that unicorns could be flying, which would be pretty cool. What about um, like? Let's just name off mythical creatures, right? So uh, Cerberus. What is that? Kraken. The three-headed dog. The three-headed Kraken? dog. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mermaids. Fucking mermaids. Yeah, mermaids might be yeah, pretty fucking nice. Fucking mermaids. <laughs> fucking mermaids. <laughs> Cyclopses. <laughs> yeah, I guess I should start going off on the yeah. whole. Uh, These are witchers. all terrible things. These are yeah. all horrible, horrible things. Um, Pokemon. I would think genie, but dude, honestly, if a genie existed, I'd be fucking terrified of genies, dude. Yeah, somebody could imagine be an evil genie. Yeah, that would be horrible. But imagine an evil genie who used their powers for bad. They're just bad. like warping in and out of time and space <laughs> yeah. and for showed bad. up and did crazy shit. <laughs> he used it for the bad. Um, yeah, y'all are really not doing a good job of any benevolent. There's no help good mythical creatures. Thank There's you. Minotaurs. I told you. Mythical creatures are Gorgons, generally bad. What about like, <laughs> what about like yetis? <laughs> That's horrible. Fucking Gorgon is in town. We got to move, okay? <laughs> Goddamn banshees. Uh, yeah, banshee. Oh, no. 
<laughs> You're terrible, man. There's nothing like oh, like, King what about, like, Kong. An elf? an elf would be cool. Like if elves. No, were real. elves are way too cunning. They're, they're like <laughs> that would be. What? They would immediately take us well, over. Hey, hey, this is, yeah, what kind like of really elf are we to, talking about? I was here. thinking of Santa's, Santa's elves, elves, right? But he was thinking of like you know, like Legolas, the race of elves, and like Elrond. World of Warcraft or whatever. Chase would just get an automatic inferiority complex against Elrond. Elrond, we all know who Elrond Freaking is. Lord of the Rings, dude. I don't know who that they is. They live forever. They're super smart. They fucking, uh, you know, they wait, kill Hugo for Manning fun. Or Hugo, I don't no, know what his last or, name yeah. is. Hugo Weaving. Hugo Weaving. Weaving. What did I say, Manning? Peyton Manning's brother? Dwarves. Or, well, I guess there are dwarves. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess I mean <laughs> <laughs> the mountain dwarves. Uh, yeah. Trolls. Uh, trolls would be horrible. What um, about, like, the... Um, What's the what's like the cat in Alice in Wonderland? The Cheshire cat? That's a mythical creature. I guess. I guess so, that seems yeah. kind of like we're stretching out a little bit. <laughs> well, you know, direwolf nice it is then. Then yeah, direwolves <laughs> for sure. I would like to take a nice direwolf. A fucking giant dog would be awesome. Any dog I could ride would be great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Chase has to do laundry tonight, so we're cutting the email short. Oh yes. <laughs> so thank you for the questions, guys. <laughs> yeah, thank you, no. you too, Dooney Dunter. Thank you, Dunter and Dooney. Well, guys, it's been a blast. Any last words you needed to say about your beverage of choice? I didn't really do a whole lot of work on mine. Yeah, you don't like that barley wine. You don't it's have not to. That I don't like you it. You don't like it. I guess it's just look at him. He's chugging his. He just chugged a finished scotch. the last. He chugged his scotch. And what the fuck are you doing? You're sipping a barley wine. I guess the um, like that pop or spike or sprightliness or whatever it is that that is going along with like the mouth feel and just the initial blast that you get from from the taste is just kind of like a lot you know yeah it's not bad necessarily it's just like i don't have this type of beer a lot it is pretty alcoholic you gotta sip it you know it's a sippable but even beer. when i sip it it's still kind of a lot you know <laughs> <laughs> no way to avoid it. There's no getting around it. Um, you know, it says it's 80 IBUs, but my takeaway is that it's kind of sweet, you know? That's all the... I mean, but alcohol can make your fucking beer pretty sweet. That being said, like, I just feel like I'm kind of uh, at a loss for specifics as to why I haven't been drinking it as much or why, like, it doesn't really, you know, rub me the right way, I guess I should say. So I'll give it like a... Hmm. Like a... Huh. Mm. You know, like, like, you like a Robert De Niro... Yeah. <laughs> you know, like a mm. hmm, huh. with like mm-hmm. the first upward. Like you bottom put some lip. emphasis into your facial expression, but like the body's not really. It's like I'm giving you a nod, but I'm also really thinking about the nod. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it an analyzing kind of nod. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It wasn't. Yeah, like an initial you're reaction. You're doing it to like not to humor the person, but to like oh, mm-hmm. putting like them on to notice. let them know. Him know. Yes, like cool, but like you should probably kind of read the situation. I'm not going to continue this conversation. <laughs> I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not a financial advisor. Yeah, no, I mean my my festive beer was very festive. Again, just more spice, nutmeggy sort of flavors to it, but it was it was nice. It was cool. <laughs> nice I mean, and spice. Again, it's a very PC festive beer. And it tasted like it as well. But Deschutes is always a good brewery, and this beer is n- not not an example of that. So okay, yeah, good beer. Cool. Any last words, Chase? It's the the Scotch is just so super agreeable and very easy to drink. Um, I do, I kind of wish it was a little more complex though, and I, I'm afraid of, I'm afraid that if I say that, people who actually know what they're fucking talking about will just scoff at me. But it was just too easy to drink. And you literally chugged it. Just I don't really want to have a scotch that I can just put down. Like I want to sip and savor every, every, every draw I take. You know. I wanted to um, ask that earlier when you said it was just super mild, and like, does that a disservice when it comes to a like scotch? A scotch yeah. But a when you went on, me, I mean, yeah. I know, see, I, I think I, I would like that, would... that more because I'm not super accustomed to drinking highly alcoholic drinks. True. Yeah. But I could see it it being a detrimental thing to other people too. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'll come back to it and have a different opinion, but Chase is not impressed. Talisker 18. Set it in stone. Set it in stone. It's just not good. (laughs) It's not good. Overrated. (laughs) 
Thumbs uh, down. 18 years of misery. Yeah. <laughs> now <laughs> that we have that, time. <laughs> yeah. Now that we have that set in stone, uh, if you want to listen to him say that over and over again, uh, you can find this episode as well as many other episodes. 18-year mistake. On wittybantershow.com. We have all of our episodes listed there. You can also email the show through there if you don't have an email account, I guess. So that's cool. Beta pip. Beta pip. You can also go to our Twitters at Bodacious Chase, at Probably Max. Uh, we both kind of have the same style Twitter names. I realize that, you know, an adjective, an obscure adjective, and then our name. So original. Yeah, I'm starting We're to fall out original. of love with the bodaciousness, man. I'm feeling hey, man. a shift. Look, if you need coming. to, yeah, make a, a renaissance. I was thinking it's been like six or seven years. I was thinking about maybe uh, picking up a handle. Oh, so for 2018, it's because it's because of my recent found love, and probably the stuff that I'd be following. I'm gonna see if I could snag crypto diesel. Crypto diesel, that's gotta be on there somewhere. (laughs) I'm gonna go get that handle for you tonight, and then I'm gonna save it for you whenever you need it. it. Yeah, I'll send it to you. Oh, man. Uh, you can also just follow the show generally at Witty Banter Show, uh, which is also pretty cool. We post some some stuff. We post our episodes on there. We post about cryptocurrency on there sometimes. <laughs> and then I also make comments to people playing fighting games on there sometimes. So yeah. nice little mixed bag. But without further ado, gentlemen, let's go ahead and head on out of here. It's been a pleasure. I hope it's not as fucking cold next week, but I guess we'll go ahead yeah. and see. One step closer to the end of the year episode. I'm very excited. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs>